Welcome to Conversations in the Kitchen. We're Gemma and Paul, two kitchen table entrepreneurs chatting about our journey building our own e-commerce businesses and helping others to do the same. Grab a coffee and join us in the kitchen as we chat about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, strategies for digital growth, and our approach to building a purpose-driven and sustainable business online. This week, we are chatting all about why we love email marketing, and we are sharing five tips on how you can make sure your email marketing strategy is as ethical as possible. Morning, Gemma. How are you? Morning. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm mostly good. Um, I have got my coffee here, which is... This morning has been accompanying one of those uh, momentary lapses of uh, self-confidence. And I've been having one of those self-doubt mornings where um, prompted by uh, someone sharing a, as a family member actually, sharing an article, um, kind of questioning the ethics of email marketing. And it was one of those ones of sort of uh, to begin with thinking, well, yeah, there's there's something here in this. And, uh, you know, I think in any marketing should be ethical. And I think we always work really hard to make sure that what we're doing is sort of uh, transparent and best practice. And it kind of just just made me sort of sit and take stock a little bit really particularly because I don't know I'm trying to think how many hours in the last few weeks you and I have spent in Clavio building email sequences and building out elements of email marketing and I suppose it was yeah a bit of a kind of a bit of a challenge to thinking hmm Maybe, maybe we should be thinking about this a bit more. Um, and I, actually, on on sort of spending a bit more time with the article, I think I'm a bit, I'm a little bit annoyed by it actually, because I think um, it's actually made me think or reminded me why I think email is is a good thing. And there's a little bit of a subtext to the article where I think it's a company that's come up with a new email platform and sort of email security widget trying to sell some of their own stuff which I have some ethical issues with myself Um, but I thought it was a good you know it's good for us to reflect on because I know you're a big fan of email and yeah, I guess I was wondering what it made you think around um, whether email is one of the bad guys in marketing or um, where we where we should place it. And I, I say that knowing I've shared the article with you. But um, yeah, what 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 did it make you think? Did it give you a bit of self doubt about email as well? Um, no, I think it had the opposite effect to that actually, because um, I think it. Yeah, I mean, I think the way it was framed in the article just sort of reinforced to me that often it's not the actual tools and it's not the actual technology that can become a problem. It's the way in which they're applied and the way in which they're used. So 
email is just like anything else in marketing in that depends on how the brand or the business is using it as to whether it's you know it's used in a good way and it's very ethical or it actually has the opposite effect and I think we've talked a lot about email in terms of it being a really good part of a digital ecosystem and it can be um, a very personalized way to connect with people it can be a real way to sort of nurture people and I think when you look at email with that lens it's actually a really, really positive thing. So I wouldn't say there was really too much of a kind of crisis in confidence around email. It probably had the opposite effect in that, but it did just make me really think again about some of the ways in which, you know, we can make sure that we're using it in a really responsible, um, really clever kind of way, but in a way that benefits, you know, businesses and brands, but also customers and the people who are actually, you know, opening their inbox to, all of the emails that land in there so yeah I actually you know I'm quite passionate about email as a tool I think it's a really important part of a digital ecosystem and you know I think in terms of building um, community around a brand it's a really really powerful way to do that so I think really that was kind of I don't know, I sort of anchored back into all of that a little bit more than I did sort of go to the other the other side of stuff um, but it you know it's interesting it's good to open up the conversation around this kind of thing because yeah, you know, like any tool, any technology, there's often concerns around how it's applied and how it's used and security and what happens with your personal data and your personal information. But, you know, there's also a lot of stuff that's happened in recent years around email that have meant it's actually a very secure way to sort of stay connected with, you know, brands and businesses that you're interested in and you care about. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. And, um, you know, I often approach these things as a as a user as as much as a practitioner and i don't know it's one of the things i find quite thought provoking about email is it's so easy on the one hand i mean i'm a, i'm a big user of the unsubscribe button um and i think you know in in defense of poor old email relative to some other channels you know for me that's quite a big thing where on the whole, if it's done properly, it's so easy to opt out of email that and, and and feel like you're in control of it. You're in control of what you're getting or being able to kind of click through and change your settings. Um, that relative to, I don't know, social media channels or places where I might feel like I'm sort of being targeted or spammed by people I don't really want to be or I haven't, haven't asked to be or they sort of feel can feel a bit more intrusive good email i think feels like something that i i have a relationship with but it's still a really fine line between um i don't know that sudden moment of thinking i don't want this this is this is wasting my time or it's not what i thought it was or it it's it's sort of uh it, it's intrusive versus you know some emails where without thinking about it you know, I I want to open it or I, I, it puts a smile on my face because it's so well done as part of the service of the brand um, and part of the overall brand experience, or it's integrated seamlessly into, into the sort of journey and experience I'm having with the brand that uh, I don't know, it's sort of, I'd I'd miss it if it wasn't there or it, 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 it's kind of, it's enhanced my experience so much. 
and uh, you know that can be a very fine line um it's also sometimes not a fine line and it's very diff diff easy to sort of I don't know, go, go down my inbox and sort of go, yeah, badly done, spammy email versus well done stuff that I want to be, be receiving. But um, I suppose, I suppose that's one of the ironies of email that's sort of done, done well. It's, it's almost not invisible. That's not the right word, but it's sort of, um, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't jar you or make you kind of go, why am I getting this? It's, it's almost feels like, absolutely want you what you want to be getting at that at that moment in time yeah I think that's I think that's a really key point I think you know one of the big the big differences between email and a lot of other forms of marketing is that exact thing it's not so intrusive because you've generally opted in to receive it because you've had some interest in whatever it is that the brand or the business is talking about or sharing or you know offering you in exchange for getting onto that list so I think there is that is one of the things that I love about email is it is different it's it's not um interruptive I guess it's not as disruptive as something like a Facebook ad you know that you haven't you've maybe never had any interaction with that brand before and yet there it is on your Facebook feed and it it, it can be depending on how the targeting set up completely irrelevant to you and actually opting out of seeing it is a very difficult process. Whereas opting out of emails that you're no longer interested in um, is much easier. So I think that's a really good point. I think one of the issues with marketing, email marketing often is that um, brands are failing to kind of segment their email list and their audience. So you're going to see a lot of unsubscribes when you are just blanket sending emails to your entire list regardless of how they got on that list or who they are or what their customer behavior is or what they're actually interested in so I think segmentation is really really important um, and you know it's something we talk about a lot in in the kitchen we've got some sort of great tools that we love to do to use that for um, segmentation and nurturing and I think that that's when you sort of um, you know when you get to that level of email marketing and you're really thinking about your strategy in terms of who your audience is and you know how we can give different members of that audience different customer experiences through email that's when for me it gets really exciting and that's you know that's the kind of when I think about my own inbox I can see that people have taken the time to create those journeys and I'm getting emails that are very relevant to me at the right time for what I'm looking for what I'm interested in what my needs are um, and that's kind of the side of email marketing that I think you know is very very ethical and very personal because you're not just spamming people or delivering blanket emails and blanket information to a whole group of people. You're taking the time to actually be really relevant with what you send people. So if we were going to uh, use this podcast to sort of deliver a nice punchy list of five examples or five things to consider around email best practice, We've talked about kind of data and transparency, and I guess we could go deeper into that and talk about GDPR compliance. Or, uh, but I think I think going beyond compliance into, you know, delivering best practice around making sure that people can opt out, making sure people know what they're opting into when they do opt in. I guess. Uh, asking for information from people so that experience can be tailored so we've got that sort of transparency as point number one and then 
personalization there as, as, as point number two. And uh, yeah, and I guess personalization sort of subdivides into, you can think around personalization in terms of interests and the kind of things that the reasons that you're engaging with that brand and what motivates you. Uh, and that's a good opportunity for any brand to almost start to think about, you know, um, do my audiences cluster into different, different interests and different reasons that they're working with me. And can I begin to tailor my content around that? Yeah. Um, but I suppose also it, personalization in terms of behavior and, uh, that can be different points in your journey and getting the right information at the right point and understanding that every, everyone's sort of journey and uh, the steps that they might go through with your brand might be different um, and, and beginning to sort of segment around that, personalise around people's behaviours. Yep. So... Um, yeah, so we've got transparency, personalization. Uh, any thoughts on a number three? Um, I think sort of journeys and just thinking about, you know, where do we want to take people who are, like, it there's a million reasons why someone ends up on a, an email list. And I think that's where the segmentation, you know, is really, really important. But then once you've got people segmented, what do you do with them? Well, you want to give them a really, really brilliant experience that is relevant to them whether that's based on their interests or their behaviors so it's thinking about that journey that we want to take people on what content do we need to give them at different points in order to bring them to take you know the action that's right for them but also right for us as a brand so that's where the sort of nurturing side of it really comes in and you know you tailor your content you deliver it often automated um deliver it over a certain period of time to help somebody along in that journey whether that's you know a journey to purchase or a journey to become an advocate for the brand whatever it is that you you kind of want to take them on and you know is relevant and is kind of the next step for them um and i think you know again that's a bit that that becomes really exciting because you've got a sort of really really tailored approach to it that your potential customers your email subscribers however and why ever they're on your list you know they're going through that process and that's when you don't see the unsubscribes because they're excited to get your next email and they're excited to learn more about your brand and to know what their next steps are or what new product you've got that's completely relevant to them because you know what they've bought previously and what they love and what they you know they don't sort of get so excited about so yeah I think the journey um is probably step number three um and then i guess step number four is one you know once those people are customers you can use email to again interact with them in a totally different way than you would be able to on facebook or social media and you can really think about how can you you know bring delight into the equation and how can you make your customers super happy and there's lots of different strategies that you know you can look at around that in terms of exclusive discounts again based on what we know they've they've done behavior wise what they're interested in again super relevant super timely um if we've got their birthday or anniversary or you know other important dates to them then again you can do content around that which is delivered at the right time loyalty rewards there's so much that you can do with email which is you know it's it's often looked at as a tool for sort of converting people into customers what we sometimes forget about is that 
people on that list are already customers often and you know how again can we create a sort of a different journey for them and bring delight into the mix so I think that's that's something that's also really good to use you know a really nice ethical way to use marketing yeah I think so and that my um my mantra with anything digital or anything marketing is always um you know, it's easy to get bogged down in tech and data and innovation and all the kind of cool geeky stuff. But but actually, it's the human stuff that's that's really important. And I think it can be, you know, you could be running a retail environment where you're encountering people all day long and thinking in the same way about uh, how can I delight my customers? What little things can we do along the way that really makes it a kind of human experience rather than a detached, uh, cold, ra- rational experience? Um, and that, you know, sometimes that can be the tone of voice or the personality that you bring to it or the little bits of delight that you can you can, you can bring to your customers. Um, and I think... Actually, I think that's a really good point about email as well. It's probably the best um, channel for recreating that in-person experience, I think, within a digital ecosystem. I don't think, you know, we think a lot about social media and it's great because you can get on there, you can show the behind the scenes of the brand, you can you can show your face on there and sort of build that connection. But actually it's email, I think, where you've got the potential to build up that relationship with people that, you know, you you have to do in that way because you can't just sit and have a face-to-face conversation with them. They're not walking into a store and you you can take your time to ask them questions and understand what it is that they're looking for and how you can help them. You know, you, you don't have that in the digital space, but email kind of allows you to sort of nurture that and do that. So I think that's a really sort of interesting thing to kind of pick up on as well. Definitely. It's, you know, it's about remembering that it's not just open rates and it's not just number of people on a list. It's their actual people. Um, and they, you know, they want to be um, made to feel like they matter to you as a brand and a business. And I think emails are really good, a good way to do that. Yeah, I think that's really good. And that my, my, my number five was going to be integration because actually, you know, we are, we are always think, thinking about things across the journey and across the channels that people are working on and just just thinking about email in a in a silo um maybe does pull you a little bit too much into that kind of obsessive open rate and um data driven approach to it a kind of colder approach to it but actually you know the customer experience is across all the channels it's across social media it's through the landing page that you might sign up for the email on or the pop-up that you might sign up for the email on um and you know making sure that email is part of a seamless whole rather than left to its own devices um you know i I think the bigger organizations get the more that can occur where the production of these things occurs in silos so therefore you know the email does become a bit detached from the, the the wider customer experience but just to flip that back to what you were saying, I do I do really like that analogy that, um, you know, if Instagram is maybe more the shop window drawing you in and the the landing pages of the website are the sort of the 
the first display cabinet as you walk through the door where you're getting your bearings and trying to work out what experience it is you're having and, and where you are. You know, email is very much the sort of, it's coming into the community, it's the conversation at the cash register or the till, or it's the um, the warm greeting that you get if you go to a regular coffee shop or you're a regular in a particular store and they start to, you know, they know about you and you know about them. And it, it is that sort of, um, it's, that, it's that warmer part of the process. And, you know, I guess thinking like that, if, if, um, if you were sort of spamming your customers who were coming in every day and trying to sort of um, chuck stuff at them that's just kind of sales driven or spammy or dull, it, it would feel very strange in the real world to, to be doing that. Um, but actually if it's those, it's those sort of conversations and connections and interactions that um, of, often create the warmth of a brand. So I, I like the idea that within that integration, email has that quite sort of special delight inducing part to play. Maybe delight should have been our number five, not our, not our number four, but yeah. we'll flip that around in the blog post. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think, you know, integration again is a really good point. If you, if you're doing this well and you're using a tool that is designed very much around segmentation and nurturing, then, you know, you can be using um, what you know about your email subscribers and your customers to inform other parts of your ecosystem. So, you know, you can be putting your um, subscriber lists from your ECRM system into Facebook and then using your Facebook advertising to, again, be offering stuff to customers and people who are on your email list. That's really relevant rather than just sending out a blanket Facebook advert that everybody sees. You can tailor those journeys across Facebook or across Instagram. And so it's just continuing that so that wherever anybody is experiencing your brand or business online, they're continuing that journey and it's still relevant and it's still personal and it still feels like, you know, they're you're interacting with them on that sort of very personal level. So I think the integration thing is a really good point. Um, I think when people are thinking about email, they really should start with that in mind and think about, you know, having a tool and a system that allows them to do that because not, not every email marketing system out there does. Um, so I think that's something sort of really important to think about. And also understand who your audience is before you even start sending emails out. You need to know, you know, who, who it is that you're wanting to attract onto that email list and what those journeys might be. So I think it's kind of working backwards sometimes a little bit and sort of starting with all of that in mind, thinking about the integration, thinking about the journey, thinking about the experience that you want to give people, whether they've already bought from you or whether you would like them to buy from you at some point down, down the line. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And one of, one of the things I, I, I was going to say geek out on, but kind of, um, I don't know it, it it is just it's just something that i kind of just excites me i suppose as, as like back in the day i used to had various big client projects where i helped sort of quite large organizations build customer journey models in financial services or you know you you thought out and planned all of these segmentations and email flows and communications flows actually with a lot with print communications as well it's the same principles but the power that a tool 
you know, there's there's lots of tools. We use Clavio a lot. And, you know, that was, you, you've sort of helped me become a bit of a convert to Clavio after many months getting a bit frustrated with some of the slightly more basic platforms out there. But I mean, the power that that tool has, and, it, you know, it's not, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's accessibly cheap for a small business um, that lets, lets you sort of as a, as a small, medium sized business create these integrations, um, create these segmentations, learn about behaviors, um, things that could take, um, I don't know, months and big teams to build up in big organizations you have at your fingertips as a sort of really powerful delivery tool these days. Um, yeah, it, it is, you can, I, I I get excited about lots of lots of other non-techy email things as well, but it is it's something that kind of thrills me a bit that that kind of that's available to us as as marketeers and small business owners. Definitely, and I think you know Clavio is a great one, particularly if you've got an e-commerce business, because if you're linking it to something like a Shopify site, you know the information it brings across and the insights that you then have um, that you can use to build out those segments is just like like you say like in order to sort of manually figure all that out and get all that information would just take forever um but it's a pretty a pretty easy way to do it through through clavio um yeah and i just think it, it just it this is this is to me what is at the heart of marketing it's about you know connecting and communicating with customers in a way that works for them and feels good for them and feels good for you as a brand and you know there's a lot of marketing out there that doesn't feel like that it doesn't look like that from a consumer point of view we're very tired of it um and you know it goes kind of round in circles and there's a lot of talk sometimes about oh email's really old and it's dead and it's done with and there's so many new platforms and technologies and yes there are and they're amazing and again they're you know you can get really creative with how you connect with people but email to me is always at the heart of it it's still you know you still get an incredibly good investment when it comes to email people are in their inboxes all the time but as a tool to connect with customers in a way that feels really good for everybody I just I don't think there is anything else that quite is on the same level so yeah I do get really excited about it I think it's really important I think it's really important that it's used properly of course and you know you sort of touched on things like GDPR and stuff at the beginning and um sort of getting people's consent as to what you email them is super important but I think you know once you get all that out of the way you can have a lot of fun with it and be really creative and connect with people and and it can be conversational as well. You know, if you're doing this right and people are getting the right content at the right time that feels relevant, then you're going to get people that actually take the time to reply and respond as well, um, which, you know, you often don't find from things like Facebook ads. So you can actually kind of start dialogue and open conversation as well, which again, you know, as a brand and a business is, is what you want. You want to get to know who's in your audience and who your customers are and, you know, what it is about your brand and business that, fits their needs and gets them excited and you know makes them want to interact with you so yeah well i'm feeling better now <laughs> after after opening a uh, email someone with a link in it to an article and feeling like an old friend was getting a bit of a kicking and you know kind of going yeah there's a few things there that you're know, picking up on some character flaws that we all know about but actually feeling on the whole that um probably better targets to pick on 
and uh, I, th I think we've uh, we've um, we've done a good defence there of our of our friends the email. I might um, I might have to write a strongly worded email to to the. <laughs> I think I think the comment section is probably more appropriate, but um, yeah, good good. You've been listening to Conversations in the Kitchen with us, Gemma and Paul from In the Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a small business with big purpose who wants to grow your e-commerce revenue, click the link in our show notes.